Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. News today. The official way to immigrate into the United States is very similar to most countries. File an immigrant petition with the government and upon approval, apply for a visa. You will then have to maintain a productive status for several years if you want to consider citizenship. But there is a new system now in place. This new system is not official, nor is it legal, and it's being done by thousands of government employees who have sworn an oath to uphold the U.S. Constitution. And yet, here they all are, submitting to the United Nations agenda and committing treason. On the Mexico side, Mexican immigration officers lead crowds of people to crossing points at the border. On the American side, government workers wait for the cover of darkness, and in the middle of the night, federal employees begin processing the large crowd with mobile devices. Middle schools are used as processing centers. Buses are backed in past the media as Border Patrol use government vehicles to try blocking the cameras from filming the migrants being loaded on board and brought into the country. The migrants are given mobile phones as a digital form of ID, bus tickets, debit cards, and court dates set four years from now. There are no checks or balances in this new de facto immigration system. And it's turning thousands of government workers into traitors to their own country. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I'm a huge believer in information. I watch InfoWars every day and, and follow Alex Jones closely. You know why? He can put you ahead of the curve. And he's been demonized as a conspiracy theorist. Think about how frustrated we are if you've been awake for a year or two. Imagine being like an Alex Jones or those guys who've been awake for like decades. Alex has been right on for over a decade. This is reality. It just pancakes. Truth is stranger than fiction. The revolution of peaceful information is coming, and when it comes time, you people are going to be brought to punishment. You're lying to the public. It's disgusting. The media continues to misrepresent what I've said. He may be America's best-known conspiracy theorist. Alex Jones has the largest audience in the country, bigger than any of the uh, networks, the biggest megaphone uh, in the country. We're going to get fired up about the real things, the things that matter! Burn in hell, New World Order.
I'm watching the midterms, man, you would think our country is Mad Max Thunderdome. <laughs> this guy is like, they're coming from Guatemala, they're coming from Mexico. There's a liberal mob that's coming. Muslims. <laughs> and and you would think everybody in the country is just like to the bunker. media government cover-ups you want to stop tyranny well so does he live from the infowars.com studios it's alex jones well my friends it's monday may 15th 2023 and i am in the incredible studios an undisclosed location in russia of vladimir putin's show no i'm sorry steven crowder i'm joking we're in texas we love you uh, we have uh, Gerald Morgan, the CEO of Lateral Crowder, totally kicking ass, dominating uh, Rumble, dominating the numbers, leading the exodus out of big tech control. When I was asking Gerald, because I just co-hosted with him while uh, Stephen is dealing with a red tide problem, I just hosted with him for two hours. We, it was a great, super fun, knocked out of the park, covered a lot of serious issues. I said, what do you want to cover first? And I was literally sitting here looking at my page, and he said, well, we should probably get into Biden and the whole declaring white people are black people's biggest enemy problem and how that deals with the border and the stores closing everywhere and the collapse of America and what's happening there. So Gerald Morgan, I want to get to this clip of Biden in a moment, but this is so transparent to me. He even got confronted by some of the black students at the university uh, saying that, you know, Biden doesn't care about black people. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black university at Howard University. Yes, he is. What would you say about this moment in time? I would say that uh, he's pandering. He's trying to get people to vote for him, and he goes to Howard University, and this is a commencement speech. These people have just received their diplomas. They've worked really hard to make it through college and better themselves. And what he says is, hey, remember when I said that white supremacy is the major threat, white supremacy, that's the biggest terrorism threat to the United States? Um, I don't just say it here and pander for your votes now, but I've been saying it everywhere, pandering for votes wherever I happen to go. I don't think that is the action that you need from a president of the United States telling black college graduates what to expect in the America that he is in charge of right now. Right. Are you saying that really that that's the biggest threat? We went through examples, Alex, of people that were not white supremacists that have been doing really bad things with uh, SUVs, obviously with guns going in and shooting up different places. Uh, one really close to home here uh, in Allen, Texas, that happened just last week. We've been covering all of that. And these people are apparently white supremacists that, that are black people driving a, a car into Waukesha into a parade or this Hispanic guy in Allen, Texas. I don't, I don't think that those are white supremacists. And look, I don't think white supremacists are the major problem facing the United States today. It's an open border. And we just talked about an Afghan who was on the terror watch list, picked up 
at the border. That's the problem that we really should be focused on when it comes to terrorism and threats. Just encourage people. They just got their degree. They don't want to go and hear a political speech. They want to know how they can go out and charge into an economy that is. They want to hear how they're part of the American dream and how they've been successful. Right. How they've done a good job. Not your victims and I'm going to protect you. But that's all they've got. If you're for the globalism, you're good. If you're against open borders, you're against fentanyl, you're against all these wars, you're against all the woke culture, you're a white supremacist. Remember, Biden made that his main National security focus in June of 2021 was, quote, white supremacy. He then described white supremacists as people that question elections, question lockdowns, question forced shots. So so when you hear this term, folks, this is literally the Democratic Party, the failed state, the party of the KKK, labeling its political opposition as white supremacists. And then right on time, that weird white supremacist group that wears the mask just pops up. Right, exactly. Right on cue. And don't forget when Merrick Garland, do you remember when they were having the issues in Loudoun County? And all the parents started going to these school board meetings and demanding that they protect their children. They're like, oh, this is the new face of white supremacy and terrorism in the United States. And they got that note from the teachers union basically saying, you can't allow them to come here and hold our feet to the fire. This this is something that we can't deal with. These are terrorists. And Merrick Garland basically acquiesced. And it well, turned out Merrick Garland actually sent them a memo getting him to do that. Yeah. It's, it's incredible to me that you would think that you could paint white supremacists as the bad guy. Are there white supremacists in this country? Yes. There are few and far between. But statistically, <laughs> it's it's like. Seeing a unicorn. I mean, exactly. It, it really is. If you see a white supremacist, you're like, well, wow, they do exist. You don't really see. So let me now. ask you this, because you don't want to talk about the great show you're doing, but it's true. The exodus out of the system, <laughs> building our own system. Yeah. You know, is Elon Musk for real? Well, he's freed up Twitter to a great extent. Now he's put in the WEF global coordinator. Right. Yeah. It really concerns people. But but it, what we know you're for real. We know I'm for real. Talk about, just for the viewers, this is important, mm-hmm. the revolution you guys are involved in, because you led the exodus out of YouTube. You have absolutely been able to convert the numbers and dominate and do what nobody else has done. Tucker Carlson's trying to leave and do his own thing. Right. I'm sure he'll be successful, but this is revolutionary, what you guys are doing with Mug Club. Tell my viewers about that. Yeah, so uh, a couple of years ago, we actually started streaming. Kind of the secondary stream was to Rumble because we kept getting strikes for no apparent reason, right? They kept coming up with rules to make sure that we couldn't broadcast on YouTube. And so to try to make sure that we at least had a place to go, Alex, you're very familiar with this. Like they're striking websites essentially for you. Like, ah, you can't host that server. You can't promote that website. You can't promote that URL on on social media. So to make sure that we had a place to go, we said, look, we need to start streaming somewhere else. Can't be Facebook. Can't be anywhere else. What's out there that's free speech? And we went to Rumble. And then as time progressed, we started to see that audience grow just a little bit. We started talking with the guys over at Rumble and saying, hey, who are you? What are you really about? I got to know the the head of Locals, which is their subscription service part, and then the head of Rumble um, very, very well. We got to talk for months just going back and forth on who they were, what they believed in, what kind of contract this thing would look like. And then we said, we had a meeting and we said, look, we can go out on our own, kind of like you are, right? We can go on our own and we can make the same money. We can make the same amount of money going on our own. It's a little bit harder, but what we really want to do is help something that's bigger than ourselves. We want to go out and make a great show. Exactly, because right? you guys have already energized Rumble, yeah. which is the, the system scared of it. It's running Super Bowl ads. It's getting hundreds of millions of yeah. views. Every, I mean, it's scaring the system. Well, and, and we did something that people didn't think we could do. We went on Rumble, and our numbers went to much, much, much higher levels than YouTube. By the way, on YouTube, I think we have roughly 6 million subscribers right now. That number would be double that if we weren't being throttled by YouTube. We have no idea, right? So our live shows... 
the number skyrocketed when we went over to Rumble. It was like, oh, this is what it feels like not to be throttled by the big tech overlords. This is fantastic. To the point of Rumble couldn't even handle the bandwidth. No, they couldn't. Absolutely. And they're working their butts off to try to handle it. But these guys are in a position to grow and change how information is shared in this country. Well, that's another thing. When you're super banned, that's the thing. You should have never been banned. You never, ever, ever should have been gone. And everybody should have been able to go and follow you on Rumble, a free speech platform. Never should have happened in the first place. But since it did, we need the alternative. That's why this is so revolutionary. And that's what listeners say. Well, just build your own thing. Well, you guys and Rumble have finally done it. I know what it costs to have millions of viewers a day and pay for the bandwidth. It's a big nut to crack. So the fact that you you guys have basically been successful doing what nobody else did, working with Rumble, is a big breakthrough for all of us. And you guys are pointing that out. Yeah. So you guys are kind of hitting the barbed wire, the icebreaker, leading the way. Well, and it's not just the live show numbers for us that have been fantastic. The actual just you know show numbers that we're doing right now um, are great. Just really just looking at Rumble. We really don't even care much about YouTube anymore. The numbers, there are numbers there. There's some people that watch there. But if you're a creator right now out there, or if you have a favorite creator – don't watch them on YouTube. Don't watch them on any mainstream platform. Go to Rumble and support Rumble because I guarantee you, once people start seeing that the numbers are possible there, that means the ad dollars will follow. Even if you don't want the ad dollars, if you don't want to focus on sponsors because you don't want to be beholden to people or if you want to pick, I know you've got some great sponsors. So do we. We pick people we can partner with that share our values. We don't have to worry about it. Exactly. And again, that's a microcosm. It's a big microcosm. Yeah. But what Lateral Crowder Mug Club's doing on Rumble is the example of everybody else and everybody follows suit. Then we build the new world we build the new system and make the enemy obsolete which they thought we couldn't do so that's why i'm so excited they're scared yeah so so since we talked about it here's that biden clip at the university literally invoking forget your degree forget your hard work your number one enemy is white people but don't worry this old white guy uh, that made all these racist statements he's going to protect you stand up against the poison of white supremacy as i did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. White guy's not clapping. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. I mean, that is just outrageously transparent. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I just don't say this here. Do you notice that half the people didn't really clap? They're like, oh. I just got my degree. Can we talk about how I'm going to go and make a living in the economy that you've destroyed? I'd like to see it come back. Maybe if you'd get your foot off the freaking neck of it, maybe it would. It's truly disgusting. But remember, that's their entire Homeland Security direction. So that's why I'm really concerned about the Patriot Front and groups that I believe are synthetic stage groups. I'm really worried about them provocateuring something because they've set yeah. the table that the number one issue is white supremacist. Well, then what are they expecting to come through that's going to legitimize that? Yeah. Like the guy that attacked folks in North Dallas and Allen a few weeks ago, a Hispanic guy, they're saying he's a white supremacist. I, I'd never seen that before. I didn't realize that that was even a thing, that you could be Hispanic and be a white supremacist and go into an area that's mostly filled with Indians and Asians and white people and shoot that up. I didn't think that was a thing. Meanwhile, you, you know, you saw his manifesto came out where he was anti-white. Yeah. So so an anti-white guy is a white supremacist. So let, let's segue this then, Gerald Morgan, uh, here at the great Stephen Crowder Studios in an undisclosed location. When you look at the collapsing borders, the failed blue states, the fentanyl, uh, the stores, the Walmarts, the Targets, the CVSs, yeah. the Walgreens, in not just San Francisco or, or Chicago or Philadelphia or, or Baltimore, they're closing down all over the place. What is the end game of the left doing this? And then I want to play a clip from one of our security guys with our crew just uh, on Friday 
at the border that's gone viral, and he's a former Texas National Guardsman. He was regular army before that, confronting them because the governor did put out an order. Abbott did put an order out saying right. interdict and stop illegals and push them across the border. But then the Texas National Guard shows up. They're under command of the Border Patrol, and then green-haired, purple-haired NGOs that are in charge. So is Abbott that dumb? He doesn't know that's the case, or are they just not following his orders? I don't know. I mean, I, I think in that case that you know, you've got guys in uniform that are, I think, in a tough spot right now. I'm not giving them a pass because they, they're supposed to do their job and they're supposed to make sure that they follow orders from their commander. And their commander, if you're in the Texas National Guard, is is Greg Abbott. He's the governor. He's the chief of this state. Right. So you're supposed to follow those orders and supposed to make sure that this happens. But look around, Alex, down there at the border. When you were down there, they'd be the only ones doing their job. Oh, no, the feds are in control. No, no, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be the only one of those guys doing it. And so I think the problem is bigger than just a couple of guys. And by the way, I saw that video earlier and your guy was incredibly respectful. And the guy was like, oh, so what, we're a bunch of a-holes? And he's like, no, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're supposed to be following orders. But the broader point is chaos, right? The broader point is AOC and all the liberals on the left. Well, that was my question. And and I'm going to answer it. Because I said exactly. What is the point of collapsing civilization? Yeah, it's, it's chaos. And look, if you are part of the elites, does this hit you? No, of course not. You can create chaos in these major cities and you can keep your empty bedrooms in Martha's Vineyard, seven per house. They had plenty of room to be able to go in there. I'm just kidding. That's probably not a real stat. But you know these are massive homes. Um, no, man, I think that's conservative. <laughs> it's probably. No, man, I looked the numbers is. up and there's different variants, but they say something like 100 billionaires live in the area. Okay. Wow. A hundred. I mean, you go there. I mean, Obama lives at one foot at sea level. He bought the house 10 years no, 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 ago. No, 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 no. That sea is going to take his house away. He knows that. Yeah, it's like he literally has a house on the beach. You don't believe in climate change for a second if you're spending that kind of money on something that's going to be gone in the next 10 years. Well, yeah, you at least build it on like cliffs. No, it's it's like right. literally Martha's Vineyard is like right there. No, I know. Absolutely. But when the busing thing happened and we started sending like I know DeSantis did and Abbott did and we started sending people up to places like Chicago and New York and Washington, D.C. I think one of the most recent ones was actually to Kamala Harris's uh, place. And we're like, hey, the Naval if Observatory, this, if this is not a problem, if this is not an issue for you, that's fantastic. We would just love to send you some. Well, people. look, they only shipped 500 to Chicago. Chicago, and it's a total meltdown. Crisis. Total end of the world. Yeah, folks, try El Paso where there's fifty thousand of them wandering around. And you know, yeah, they. I love the tactic though. It's like, oh, you think this is easy? Here you go. By the way, what what were the estimates on building the wall? Something like forty billion dollars, if yeah. I remember correctly. Do you know? And we've talked about this on the show. I think it's like something around one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty billion dollars in benefits per year that are given out to illegal immigrants. Well, that's the next thing. Nothing against these, these illegals are fleeing collapse from the COVID lockdowns. I get it. I don't hate them as people. No, but, not at all. But 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 since when do they get exempt from the COVID shot? Remember that? Yeah. They came across the border. Yeah. And they get given debit cards and free cell phones. And then meanwhile, there's literal veterans all over the streets homeless. Yeah. And and so when you were talking about them coming in from uh, getting, at, you know, they don't have to have the COVID shot. Guess who does? People who try to come here legally. Yep. Right now, they're still forced to make sure that they have the vaccine. Can you believe that? People that they're letting run the streets, basically, just ship them somewhere, let them run around. They don't have to have the, the COVID yet. Nobody should have to have it, by the way. But if you're really going to make somebody have it, maybe the illegal immigrants, not the people who are coming in legally, not the people who are volunteering and checking the box and signing the guest book and saying, hey, I'd like to come here and do something good for this country. Those guys should be exempt if anybody is. I'm sorry. That just really pissed me off. No, you're right. Off. Not Gay Gerald is making some good points. Oh, come on. No, not if gay Alex. guy was going off on me right it's now. It's a joke. Not gay Alex has asked the question. <laughs> if you're not a regular crowd over here, you don't get the jokes. folks. nothing to do with Gerald. It's a joke. Uh, everybody knows it's me that's gay. Robert Barnes is coming up next segment, constitutional lawyer to cover the waterfront on everything that's happening. Owen Troyer was just at the border for a week Man. with incredible viral footage. Uh, and then uh, 
Peter Brimlow, who's one of the key immigration experts in the country, and then Gerald Salente. We got a lot of big guests, a lot of big news. I tend to also take calls today, but we've got six minutes left with Gerald Morgan. Gerald, I can ask a lot of questions, but in the time we've got— No, I'm not gay. Well, you said you could ask a lot. I just wanted to take one of them off the table. It's an old joke. (laughs) It's an old joke that's been made new. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, But, uh, well, it's me saying it, so it's obviously me that's insecure about it. And I'm I'm gay for Joe Biden's diaper. No, I'm gonna wow, stop. I'm gonna geez. stop. That's it's a it's a comedy that show. Is a messy diaper, my friend. I, I should not. My butt's been wiped. But uh, getting serious here. Of all the other issues, are you optimistic? Because I, I overall am optimistic. I'm seeing a huge awakening. I'm not trying to put put perfume on a pig here, but I I really see big change. But then I just think the establishment's gonna double down. What do you think's coming up in the next year and a half? I mean, this is get your popcorn out. Regardless, nobody anybody that says this is a boring time is crazy. Well, this is going to be nuts. I mean, if the left's gone this crazy, yeah, what's going to happen next? I, I'm very optimistic, and mostly for companies like Rumble. If Elon changes his direction, because right now we had a good conversation about that. Whether he's 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 for good or for evil, we're not really sure right now because of some of the decisions that he's making, and so that's frustrating for us. But the more people can get access to accurate information, even if it's just to see what they believe and what they don't believe, everybody should have a right to go, you know what? I don't know if Alex is telling the truth. Let me do my own research and make sure. That's exactly what you would tell them to do, by the way. Don't ever follow what anybody says, lock, stock, and barrel. That's Trump included or Biden, anybody else. Go and see if it's true. It's Acts 17, 11 in the Bible. They went and said, is this stuff true? They were ready to receive in their hearts, but they went and did the research on it. You should always do that. But I am... I am encouraged by what we're seeing from some of the younger generation and from people finally waking up. I'm also encouraged because they're seeing the results, right? We had eight years of Obama, and Stephen likes to say this a lot. We had basically two and a half years or three years under Donald Trump where the economy was doing fantastic, and then the world shut down, right? Now we've got four years of Joe Biden to look at going into this next election, really about three, three and a half. He's doing a terrible job. He has an approval rating that rivals Congress, which I didn't think was possible at like 36%. He's going to have to do something to get people back on his side. And here's where the fear came in that you were talking about. Is he going to do something that's that's going to be like, okay, we we need some white supremacists to go out and do something, some quote unquote white supremacists to go out and do something so that the economy is not the focus anymore, so that people aren't worried about the border anymore, that they're not worried about these cities that are crashing. And these no, I totally wars. agree because they keep saying the white supremacists right. are about to kill everybody. Exactly. It's imminent. It's and then you got obvious provocateur groups, you know, shake and bake renomobs and exa- astroturf. Exactly. I really yeah. think I, I think they're going to stage something. I, I do too because you're right. We, you and I are looking around going white supremacists premises are the biggest terrorist threat in this country are you setting something up because this doesn't make any sense otherwise if you said hey it's really possible right now that islamic jihad could come through the southern border and maybe set off a dirty bomb or that's very like that, that's probably gonna happen we would say you know what that's probably something that i could see happening it sucks it's it's very scary let's do what we can to prevent that but if i said hey alex you know the white supremacists man those terrorist groups out there they're really going to get after us you'd be like Exactly. Where? Or have you said Biden just refunded the Wuhan lab yeah. and Peter Daszak and the coronavirus research? So I could see another virus getting out. Like, you'd be like, well, I hope that right. happened. But exactly, I'm worried about financial collapse. That's all you have to say is a health scare and financial collapse. I don't know if you guys are going to talk about this. Later. Oh, you you brought it up. Argentina. No, no, you just told me before we went live. Argentina, pull it up. They just raised their interest rate to 97% to curb inflation. Do you think there's not a problem going on? Let me tell my crew right now, guys, because they're, they're, they're in Austin. Type in Argentina raises interest rates to 97%. For folks that don't know, that is like putting 50 bullets in somebody's heart. I mean, if if a few rate points brought our economy down, 
Gerald, what does that signify? Why would they do that? Right. When we go up by, you know, a quarter of a percent, that means that all hell's about to break loose in Argentina if it hasn't already. 97%. Think about what you would have to do to be able to borrow to do anything, to buy a car, to to buy a house, to to be able to to afford to pay for anything in your economy. If now, you want to put your economy into total free fall after years of lockdowns, you would raise your interest rates 10 points. 97% yeah. is like it's like dropping somebody into a pool of lava. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. The Zimbabwe trillion dollar bill is probably the closest thing uh, right here. Right. So the Argentine inflation smashes past every forecast to hit 109 percent. That's the inflation, not the interest rate. The interest rate itself just got raised to combat that. inflation. yeah, you would that, combat that with a six percent or seven percent. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't 10. do it with a 97 percent. That is like that's like we're trying to kill an ant dropping a nuclear bomb on it. I, I, I don't understand. Hold on. I got a better one for you. That's like being Joe Biden and cutting off the Keystone pipeline the first day in office. Like it is that insane. You could just make the uh, United States not energy independent anymore by cutting off all the leases. Well, that's the biggest way to hurt people. But I know you pulled it up on your phone. Tell my crew and they'll find it. Yeah. Gerald, I want to see this. I believe you. 97% Argentina increase in in, the. in interest rates. Yeah, if they're if they're on Twitter, you can search it there. You can search it. It was there was dozens of news organizations that had it about an hour ago. I I follow disclose.tv uh on Twitter. They have a pretty good record of kind of breaking things. Well, we'll find it. Well, here it is. Argentine inflation. No, it's the same article. Interest, guys. Interest, we don't want inflation to 109. I love the crew. Just <laughs> inflation's the inflation number. Yeah. Bank central bank bank interest rates are a whole nother deal. We're gonna find it. We're going to come back. Hold on. I want you to. Uh, this is the stuff that takes years off my life right now. Every one of these things. Like I'm I'm searching it right now. And every one of the posts that I just saw. Here we go. Just in Argentina. So this is from Bloomberg Business here. Just so you know that I'm not lying. No, I believe you. Twitter the right there, they're, Bloomberg Business. Bam. They're amazing. They said in. Show them again. They, 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 inflation we we don't want to see 109% inflation, folks. Read them the Bloomberg. Boom. Bloomberg. Bloomberg. See, at my office, there it is. Argentina to hike rates and bid to stem inflation. 97%. That is hard to believe. My goodness gracious, Gemini Crickets. Well, Gerald Morgan, you're incredible. How do people find Stephen Crowder? They find Stephen Crowder at S. Crowder. We're on Rumble, and you can find me at Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down, and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits, and the Lancet Medical Journal admits, that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. Just weeks. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me think. Expect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones, and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's Chancellor Sutler. Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. 
Words are for the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You told me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and depression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suppressing your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you. And in your panic, you turned to the now High Chancellor, Adam Sutler. He promised you order. He promised you peace. And all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. is a war. It's happening now. It will decide the fate of humanity. The time to choose sides has come. We are the resistance. We are the info war. All right, we've got a lot of big guests lined up today. The first is Robert Barnes, constitutional lawyer, historian, one of the smartest people I know, Owen Schroyer, back from an incredible, successful mission. They reached 30, 40 million people. Huge national story picked up by Fox News, you name it. What's happened at the border? And a border expert, Peter Brimlow, joining us as well, as well as Gerald Salente. I want to go right to Robert Barnes right now. I haven't talked to him before we went live to him. I just, uh, I just uh, really wanted to get him on uh, last night. Uh, to break down all the things that are unfolding, and uh, as soon as we get him uh, on the line, we're going to be going to him. But 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 please just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that we can't do this without you, and it is only your word of mouth, it is only your support of the broadcast that allows this to happen. And the enemy is pushing around the clock to shut us down, to silence us because they want to silence you. And so, if, if we didn't have any power. They would not be trying to shut us down. They would not be fighting like the devil uh, to silence us. So, again, I just want to thank all of you for your support, your word of mouth. And I want to thank Stephen Crowder because out of all the people in the independent media that's become the new media, uh, most of them ran away scared to support us when we got censored. Stephen Crowder didn't do that. And Stephen's having huge success. He's always had great success. He's having the biggest successes ever with what he's doing, leading people in an exodus out of big tech into Rumble and other areas. It's it's a very exciting moment uh, to be alive and to be doing this. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get X3, the triiodine, the missing link. Most people are deficient in it. Most iodine is bound to other compounds, other uh, elements, you know, sorbent. We have the best. It funds the operation. X3, InfoWarsStore.com. We also have uh, Turbo Force, 10-hour clean energy. We have the highest quality ultimate krill oil. We have the ultimate bone broth. Uh, with the strongest concentrated bone broth, with the chocolate mushroom, with the bee pollen, uh, with the turmeric and more. And I just want to thank you all for your support. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. But more important than that, the millions of Stephen Crowder listeners, he's so gracious to plug over and over again that my show's coming up from his studios uh, and, 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 and Gerald, his co-host, uh, Gerald Morgan, 
we want to welcome you to InfoWars. I know many of you watched before, but do you watch on a regular basis? Do you share the links to Steven Crowder's show? Do you share the links to my show? Do you share the links to the other shows that are telling the truth? Because it's not just something you do sometimes. You should be doing it all the time. The entire enemy operation is about silencing us. So I just ask you to realize how much power you have and ask you to take off the governor and take it to the limit. All right. Robert Barnes, constitutional lawyer, great friend of mine. I want to get him on the time we have the next 25 minutes here today to cover the Trump indictment and the latest show trial in D.C. with, with the so-called civil issue of assault for saying he's innocent. Obviously, the Elon Musk deal and this uh, uh, global coordinator for the WEF coming in who is a wokester. What does he think about that? What does he think about the open borders? What does he think about all these issues? So, Robert Barnes, I've got a thousand places I'd go. But first off, my friend, I want to see where you want to go first. Robert, can you hear me? All right. Barnes is on the road. His uh, Twitter, his, uh, not his Twitter, his Skype froze up when he first got on. Just froze up again. But it's okay. We'll uh, get him on the phone instead of going through the whole dance of an hour trying to fix his Skype or Zoom. So get him on the phone. Who cares if we can see him? Get him on the phone right now. That's my directive. Thank you. All right. Continuing here with the news and information, ladies and gentlemen. I want to play a clip that we played on Steven Crowder's show, and it's clip 22. One of our security guys who's an Army veteran, a great patriot, good friend of mine, was out with our crew and got sick of watching watch what was happening last Friday uh, at the uh, El Paso border. And he went up and talked to the state guard, and they got in his face. But the truth is they're ignoring the governor's orders. Here's that clip. Your job is to follow orders from the governor of Texas, which is Governor Abbott, which you guys aren't doing. And I know what the orders are put forth. I know what orders were put out by the governor. Who is your chief? He is your chief. Your commander in chief. You can roll your eyes out. I'm not rolling my eyes. But you guys don't understand because you guys are in full life to duty like I was what an order is. When the chief commander in chief no, 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 Come on, man. You're wearing a uniform to save and represent the state of Texas, not Border Patrol. Have some pride, gentlemen. Thank the you. governor spoke. You need to follow those orders. Thank you. That's what we do. All right. So that important video has gone viral. It's at Manda Video, but it's also on Twitter and everywhere else. And again, you can say what you want about Elon Musk. We have really seen a major drop in Musk blocking people's videos and articles. So I don't think he's perfect, uh, but we're certainly seeing a lot more coverage of that. We're going to skip this network break so we can gain back the time we've lost today because I'm on the road and there's issues anytime that happens. Uh, but now let's go to Robert Barnes. Robert Barnes, front and center with all the crazy things going on in the world. What do you think the most important issue is right now? 
Um, I mean, I mean, part of it will be whatever Musk is up to with Twitter in terms of preserving its uh, free speech status, because if he if this new hire is, in fact, a shift away from a free speech direction, then Tucker needs to look elsewhere for his own uh, show while he figures out how to escape Fox's uh, no compete provision and looks at other alternatives, whether it's Patrick Bet David, Rumble. Uh, One American News Network, Newsmax, or wherever else he decides to go. So I think that is key. And I I am hopeful that she might be a uh, quiet closet conservative just because she has liked an unusual number of religious comments, pro-free speech comments, other comments. Uh, As you know, there's plenty of people in the corporate media space who are closet conservatives who play the game in order to keep their job, but uh, behind the scenes don't actually share the politics of those that you might, uh, that they are expressing there in the advertising councils and world economic forums and NBCs of the world. So I hope that's the case, or I hope her role is more limited or restricted than a role that would be more problematic, because as you note, Twitter, not far from perfect, but a lot better than where it was. And of the big, big tech uh, various social media platforms, the only one that is providing any meaningful First Amendment access of any kind. So the uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously, the big alternatives like Rumble that, you know, Stephen Crowder has helped boost as well by his move to Rumble. I hope Tucker ultimately moves to Rumble. That makes a lot more sense long term because the network effect is so significant and substantial for a lot of these places where they can expand and extend. Uh, I mean, I always said one test for Rumble would be whether uh, the you know Infowars would be freely available on Rumble. They always have. Hasn't been a problem. So I think Rumble is proving to be a better free speech platform than Twitter, a more reliable free speech platform than Twitter. And hopefully, even you know, someone like Tucker can have a similar effect as uh, uh, as Steve did in, 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 in going forward to use them rather than Twitter, because I think even if I'm right in that she's a closet conservative, uh, the the move suggests a move towards being more politically neutral than free speech advocate, especially given what happened over the weekend and censoring uh, tweets out of Turkey that he legally didn't even have to. So um, I don't think she's as bad as a lot of people were worried about. Uh, I don't know any wokester that quotes religious verses every other day. That's what the new Twitter CEO does, like tweets uh, of that regard. Um, she liked tweets by Jack Posobiec, liked tweets that said make Orwell Orwellian again, liked tweets that uh, were critical of ESG. <clears throat> so all of that suggests it's possible she's not the person that her resume, the NBC, World Economic Forum, Advertising Council, pro-mask, pro-vaccine resume, uh, suggests that she is. Um, and I would also note people should probably, uh, probably useful for people to remember that you know, Elon Musk has everybody's direct messages. So you know, he would know what she has been like behind the scenes in, in private with a range of friends and family. But uh, her her Twitter like feed uh, does not suggest anyone that's a woke wokester at all. It suggests someone who is in fact a closet conservative. So I think that sure, well, hopefully. I've said this. Because Rumble's been the only consistent protector of free speech in this space. Exactly. So let's expand on that. For a lot of listeners, they want to hear about the border. They want to hear about Russia. They want to hear about the dollar. They want to hear about Argentina raising interest rates 97%. That's all ultra important. But the CIA, the globalists, the left, the the uh, 
Atlantic Council, they're obsessed with the Internet and speech because if we don't have that, we lose. If we have it, we win. Freedom is populist. That's why I'm glad out of all the topics I knew, we didn't talk before you came on live here, uh, that, that you'd probably go with 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 uh, Twitter first because, I mean, it, this really is the fight. And I think it depends on what we do. I, I think Musk is an opportunist and is, is going to go which way he thinks the wind blows. Well, it's up to us that aren't opportunists to actually go with what the moral right is. And so I think that's really a central issue. Let's shift gears here uh, into Trump. Obviously, the fiasco we just saw in New York made his numbers go up. You're the lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but he says he's innocent. And so a jury says there's no proof he raped her, but he defamed her by saying he didn't assault her with no evidence, no proof. She uh, sent out social messages that she loved The Apprentice and loved Trump years ago, decades after he supposedly finger raped her. Sorry to use that term. It's what she says she did. Digitally raped her. And she's on TV saying, I love, you know, women love rape. It's hot. I mean, she comes off. I mean, if I was trying to have central casting, for to make a new poltergeist where the prophet comes back. I mean, the woman comes off crazier than William Defoe. So all I'm saying is, what is explain to me in the law how a jury finds you guilty for saying you're innocent? I know in the Sandy Hook case in in uh, in, in Connecticut, the judge said on the stand, "You may not say you're innocent. I found you guilty." But uh, being defaming someone to say you're innocent. I mean, if, even if you're caught with ten dead bodies in your backyard, aren't you allowed to say you're innocent, whether civil or criminal? Yeah, there's many constitutional issues. What you're referencing, Alex, is called the exculpatory no. So it's that you are allowed to deny an allegation against you, the exculpatory no. And the court in this case overrode that, just denied that substantive defense. Uh, similarly, that he, because many of these claims were while he was president of the United States, under the Westfall Act, he's supposed to be immune from suit anyway. And the court ignored that as well. Uh, then, as you note, she has a, a very disturbed record of public statements on her social media concerning Trump, concerning rape, concerning she made uh, uh, other allegations that appear to be false against other people. She appeared to borrow these allegations from a Law and Order episode she was obsessed with. Uh, she's made a lot of she's clearly a deviant in a lot of respects and mentally unstable in a lot of respects. All of that evidence was excluded from the trial. By contrast, other crazy claims made by other crazy people was allowed into the trial against Trump. So uh, the, the judge fixed and rigged the case as much as he possibly could. It was a politically outcome-derived case. Dershowitz has said the same thing. It's all part of Get Trump, the, the movement in New York to nail him. I mean, you can see her, her like wild eyes interaction with Anderson Cooper and even Anderson Cooper to a break. And, before and, and, she and said, had to cut the segment, cut the segment short. Completely. He was like, oh, you know, he was trying to hit the button as fast as he could. You know, get out of here. Get out of here. Get, get us out of here. Because uh, she was how nuts she was. You don't have I mean, think about it. You have a liberal Democratic Trump hating jury and even they couldn't convict or find him liable for any form of sexual assault or rape because of how crazy they knew she was and how lying she knew she was. I mean, on that day, the other thing the judge excluded that's all part of going to be part of the appeal 
is Trump's lawyers wanted to establish that the custom and protocols at that particular store would have had a personal shopper walking around with Trump, multiple levels of security near Trump, multiple levels of security near the dressing rooms, that they never left it abandoned the way she described, that it was simply impossible for what to have happened to have happened to her. All of that evidence was also excluded by the judge from trial. So the, the judge was obsessed with fixing the case. And even though they wanted to fix the case, as you note, it's a contradictory verdict. He said he didn't rape her. The jury says he didn't rape her, but the jury found him liable for quote unquote defaming her and lying about her by saying what the jury said was actually true. So it just So what does this say? What does this say in law? Because this is a normal person, I see it's it's injustice. I'm a victim of 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 lawfare. Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, we all are. What does this say about the weaponization? It's not getting better. It's getting much worse. What does that lead to? Well, you know, it ties into the top of the conversation. Just as we said from day one in 2018, when social media, Twitter, et cetera, led the war to deplatform Alex Jones and InfoWars, with the goal being to silence, censor, and shame the InfoWars audience into running away, as the lawfare lawyers themselves admitted their goal was, their goal wasn't to collect money, their goal wasn't to get recovery, their goal wasn't to determine the truth or to get to justice, their goal was to silence uh, you by censoring and shaming your audience into running away from supporting you. Uh, unfortunately for them, they failed because people continue to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get things that support them, make their lives healthier, wealthier, and wiser in the process. Uh, so their effort failed, but only because the audience was so strong. The, the same law, just as they were going to use the, prep, the, the, the very means and template of going after you to go after everyone else, just two years later, taking out the president of the United States, they're using the lawfare map to also go after everyone they don't like. Uh, whether I mean, Trump is facing that, that this bogus civil case, another bogus criminal case. He's looking at the bogus civil case in New York by the attorney general. He's looking at a potential bogus case out of the District of Columbia. All this overt, open. I mean, we see it with the subway gentleman. I mean, that is a man that if he was black and the other person was white, he's not prosecuted. If he was in any place other than New York City with Alvin Bragg as DA, he's not prosecuted. So what's happening? And is he's the on overt, video with black and Hispanics. All try so let me bring that up here. Trump ordered to appear Manhattan criminal case to be schooled for use of evidence. This is the gag order you and others had warned of that's totally unconstitutional, saying when they attack him in the press with the evidence they leak and give to the public, he's not allowed to respond. What does Trump do about this? Uh, two different challenges. He, he's removed the case to federal district court, but the way it works in criminal cases is it's the state court can continue to take action until the federal court decides whether to take up the case. I hope the federal court operates on an accelerated timetable because it's clear this judge is a power mad judge who wants to use and abuse his power will continue to do so unless the uh, misuse and abuse his power unless the federal court steps in. So hopefully the federal court steps in and says, no, this case doesn't even belong in state court removes it from state court, doesn't allow state court to assert any more power over him because the state court's already violating Trump's First Amendment rights merely by these threats. Uh, if he's stuck in state court, he should challenge it on First Amendment grounds, maybe even look at a separate independent federal civil rights suit. You can do that against the judge in certain instances. Go and try to go up directly to the U.S. Supreme Court, all of that, because, and you're going to see the same thing in the subway case. So we'll see what they do in the subway case. But as you pointed out, 
the people who helped participate in, in securing the very dangerous uh, homeless man who was threatening everyone on that uh, train and had a long criminal history of physically assaulting and hurting people on that train, threatening himself, threatening to commit crimes, all of which was a basis to exercise means of physical restraint upon him. The other people who helped him were an African-American and Latino man on that, on that train. And the other the primary people whose lives he saved included African-American men and women, Latino men and women. And yet he, this Marine hero, this, sub, this subway savior, is being criminally prosecuted by a, a district attorney that only cares about weaponizing his office to achieve political So this is, yeah, this is Kyle Rittenhouse 2.0. Why would Bragg do something so overtly unpopular? And just, they just can't help it. It's like they've chosen evil as the default. Uh, exactly. I mean, I years ago when I was representing the so-called Central Park Karen, Amy Cooper, I got that case resolved so that uh, there was uh, all charges were dismissed with prejudice and that the New York DA's office would have no more control over her legally of any kind. Way shape. I refused all plea agreements, diversion agreements. I refused every one of those. And the reason was because I had studied the politics of what was coming. And I knew that the old Robert Morgenthau-style office in New York that had this independent, apolitical reputation that was the basis for the TV show Law & Order in the first place was going to be gone. And that Alvin Bragg was going to be a very dangerous George Soros-elected district attorney who was going to politically weaponize the office to serve the interest of his George Soros-aligned crowd. That's his real audiences. His audience is not the people of New York. It's not the media of New York. His audience is what does George Soros and his allies want, and that's what he does. If George Soros and his allies demand an indictment of that's Trump, incredible. I know you've got to go soon. And Owen Troyer just got back from the border. He's loaded for bear, but do five more minutes with us. We got a minute till break, though. Uh, what do you think of the border collapse? I mean, obviously it's blown up in Biden's face, but he doesn't care. What's your view on that? So, I mean, good news there. The federal court out of Florida uh, just on Friday issued an order preventing a uh, Biden administration from paroling everybody. I mean, it's all the cat. The real real problem isn't necessarily Title 42 or remain in Mexico. The problem is these parole rules that the Biden administration keeps putting in this, these catch and release rules that allow them allow people to be quickly processed into the United States just on the promise they're going to come back for a hearing. Everybody knows they're never coming back for. And the reason they're not coming back for that hearing is because they know they can't win the hearing legally. And so uh, I don't begrudge the immigrants. These are people who are just trying to survive. But it's our job as Americans to protect our borders, secure our country, keep our city safe and keep our jobs for Americans. And that's not what's happening with this. I would tell people out there, don't take the bait on E-Verify. There's a lot of problems with E-Verify. It's the federal government trying to get a database they can use. Hold on, to hold, on hold on, hold on. Stay there. Stay there. Do five more minutes. I'm going to let you host this segment so I don't interrupt you. Come back and explain this issue. Also, 2024 election. What other tricks you think the deep state has? The Patriot Front, obviously, I believe, a, a social engineering provocateur group. Robert Barnes, straight ahead. Then Owen Schroyer. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. And the term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3's been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. 
This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3. Try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. Robert Barnes is going to finish up in this five minutes. Robert Barnes is going to finish up in this five minutes. And I couldn't tell. They keep talking to me in my ear. Uh, and then uh, we're going to have Owen Troyer coming in here right after this. Barnes, the collapsing borders, the exploding crime, uh, the, 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 the fentanyl, the blue cities, the fighting police. It's clear and they admit they want to collapse the country. It's clear they want to collapse the country. And so your response in the four minutes to break, your last segment here, just as a gestalt of why they're doing this. Yeah, well, look as an example. Look at E-Verify. They're, they're creating a crisis of illegal immigration that's invading the labor force and the labor supply, undermining United States wa- wages. Real income of ordinary people is down now for 25 consecutive quarters, the longest stretch in the history of keeping that stat. If we had adjusted statistical data, it goes back to the Great Depression. What um, ordinary working class Americans have just experienced over the last two years under the Biden administration which is in their real income, their ability, their purchasing power of their labor has declined for two consecutive years. Every single quarter in those two years, uh, it has declined. And part of why is because the continuous uh, influx of illegal immigration, many from Central America, uh, into the U.S. labor economy without consequence. What that's produced is heavy demand for some form of la- uh, immigrant enforcement, including internal enforcement against illegal access to the labor market through programs like E-Verify. But like other dynamics, whenever they try to create a crisis, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's uh, supposed terrorism, whether it's communism, sometimes the threat may be real, like illegal immigration's threat to the labor market in the United States is a real threat that we should do something about. However, they're going to always propose solutions that aren't really solutions to those problems, but they give them give the globalist a power grab. And that is precisely what E-Verify is. What E-Verify does, for example, is it basically federalizes employment. Now in America, employers all across the country can't employ somebody unless they get first the permission of the United States federal government to say, yes, that person has been verified. That sounds an awful lot like the the incremental instrument of a social credit score system to it's almost as bad as a central bank digital currency to control your ability to work to control your ability to employ people that the system already it's a it's illegal already it's a crime already to knowingly hire illegal aliens the e-verify criminal punishment is not limited to whether or not you hire an illegal alien if you simply hire someone the federal government has told you you can't is it is it not quote unquote verified? Then that's when you go to prison. They're using illegal immigration as a smokescreen, a re- legitimate threat, but for an illegitimate purpose of globalist control. That they want to just as they want the illegal immigration to dilute the labor supply, dilute the people's voting powers, dilute dilute the social uh, 
local community cohesion that exists in order for globalists to come in and seize control over those systems. They're also using it in disguise by getting conservatives to take the bait on Patriot Act type employment reforms that aren't really about illegal immigration. For example, this E-Verify bill completely excludes the entire agriculture sector, which is the only sector that could plausibly benefit for U.S. labor workers from its enforcement. So what they're going to do is they're going to, and ultimately, guess what they're saying? They're saying E-Verify creates the need for photo identification. That doesn't work well enough. It, uh, social security numbers and driver's license numbers don't work well enough because it creates a demand for identity theft. And they're going to use the existence of identity theft for E-Verify to say, we really need a biometric system. We need a biometric system on every single American so that you, in the future, you will not be allowed to work unless you are part of the biometric government approved system. So be careful and be alert to these tricks and disguises uh, that, that can come out that are supposedly about doing something you're for, stopping illegal immigration's effect on the labor market, and are really for pushing through something that you're against, which is the concentration of information, the attempts to federalize, nationalize, and give the globalist control of our ability to even work for ourselves and others. So stay alert, as always, in the InfoWars audience. Stop illegals and all that does up the border. Robert Barnes, thanks for. You are listening to an InfoWars.com frontline report. It's Alex Jones. And I am in Stephen Crowder's North Texas studios, hosted his show today. Great honor to do that. I'm now hosting my broadcast here. Owen Schroyer is back in the Austin, Texas headquarters. He just got back from the border Saturday. Uh, they knocked it out of the park. I have to say InfoWars was the number one reporting group, breaking through what really happened on the border. Uh, just um, tens of millions of views of the work they did, really exposing what's happening. It got picked up and amplified on cable news everywhere else. Uh, so great job uh, to the crew for what they did. Uh, but I, I want to put on screen for people an article that just went live on Infowars.com. We talk about the whole sexualization of children. Remember, Jocelyn Elders, the nominee to be the Surgeon General of Bill Clinton in 93, said we need to masturbate six-month-old children. Uh, the uh, nursery schools, the hospitals need to touch the children's genitals. Now, that sounded insane back then, but they, the government, literally, if they can grab your children's genitals, they can do anything. It's all about power. It's all about jurisdiction. It's 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 all about uh, dominance. It, it's all about territory. Early childhood masturbation. World Health Organization, the UN, calls for early childhood masturbation for toddlers, encourages questions about gender identity for kids aged four and up. And that's what the schools are doing all over the Western world to wreck your children's minds and destroy their innocence and literally have them form a sexual relationship about their identity with the state. Backlash has ensued following the renewed focus of the World Health Organization on sexuality education. Just a month ago, they put out a report saying children should be able to decide whether to have sex with adults or not. Guidance for schools provide to children as young as four years old. A report by the Daily Mail, the guidance states that children under four should be encouraged to ask questions about sexuality and explore gender identities. This is pure evil. The 68-page report titled Standards for Sexuality Education in Europe, we'll put it on screen for viewers, also calls for supplying information to toddlers about 
enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body, early childhood masturbation. The policy paper also states that kids between four and six should talk about sexual matters and consult their gender identity. That's the state confusing your child that they're different gender so they can then mutilate them and sterilize them. The document also asserts that sexuality is present from birth. That's what all these liberals say. Oh, my newborn's really a boy or a girl when they're the other sex. From birth, this is a quote, from birth, babies learn the value of pleasure of bodily contact. This is all pedophilic. Warmth and intimacy. So the mother hugging their baby is 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 the same as someone having sex with them. Soon after that, they learn it's clean and what is dirty, adding, in other words, they are engaging in sexual education. The WHO told reporters that our guidelines reflect established psychological facts based on decades of research. Trust the science, take the shot, 5G is good for you. Um, covering the issue, GB News reporter Mark Dolan called the establishment sick and urged the WHO to go to hell. Yeah, Trump pulled out of it. Biden put us back under it. We'll get Mark Dolan clip that's in the article and show that on air. But what I really want to show on air uh, is the link. It's the second link in the third paragraph, the 68-page report titled Standards for Sexuality Education in Europe. Because we don't want to just read you an article and claim that's what it's saying. You need to go to the source document and you need to read that for yourself. So we can put it on screen, please. It is the article titled WHO pushes early childhood masturbation for toddlers, encourages questions about gender identity for kids. And then there is the actual UN report in your face. In the last report a month and a half ago, they said that adults having sex with children is good and something we should do. So this is it. There's no doubt we have to protect our children, public schools, most private schools they are all overrun. It's all controlled. And this ties into the border where our federal sources, and it's been in the news as well, say 20,000 pedophiles the last two and a half years under Biden have been released in the Texas sector alone, many of them with children. They estimate 30,000. Senate report confirms Obama turned over tens of thousands of children to sexual predators. Now that's expanded under Biden. Trump basically shut it down as much as he could, 95% or more. So this is what this is all about. So they say, oh, be nice to the migrants, be sweet to them. Let them secretly come in. Let them hand off babies to total strangers. No, this is giant human trafficking with the Border Patrol, with the federal troops and the National and State Guards under federal control. Owen Schroyer, give us a synopsis and a boil down of your four days at the border and the harrowing information you saw. Well, first off, that World Health Organization report about Early childhood masturbation. I, I mean, I can't even believe we're having these conversations now. The things that are wrong with that are so self-evident. And I guess this is what the left does, Alex. It's the same story at the border. I, I can't believe I have to come on air or stand there at that gate and explain that this is an invasion or explain how Border Patrol in live time is now being used against the American people and for illegal immigration. But yet here we are, Alex, having to explain just that. Now, the sad thing is this is going to happen tonight. It's going to happen tomorrow night. It's going to happen Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. It's not going to stop happening just because our cameras aren't there. It's not going to stop happening just because of this Title 42 hype. This, none of this is going to stop happening. Now, they're arguing that uh, deportations are up and illegal entries are down but why should we trust them? Why, why should I trust Alejandro Mayorkas? Why should I trust the mainstream media? No, no. Our sources have told them upwards of 80% get away, and they never make contact with them. So if they say 4,000 a day at that one checkpoint, it's three, four times that. 
And if they're arguing that giving them a notice to appear for court four years from now, we're up to the year 2028. I saw one that I think had a 2030 date on it. I, I don't know. The point is, none of none of them no, are going to show up. No, 2035. A lot of them are going to give it 2035 days. None of them are going to be showing up to these court dates. It's completely abs- absurd. We won't even have a country at this rate. Well, you're not going to show up for your court date. You're not going to show up for your court date in in uh, in 12 years. Oh, but that's processing them, Alex. That's addressing the problem. Oh, we gave him a court date. We gave him a notice to appear. See, we we're protecting the border. The border is secure. So it's it's happening every night. Just like it was happening every night when we were down there in 2021. And it was the same story every day, every night, 24-7. So, I mean, look, there's going to be some legal changes now that Title 42 has expired, and I guess they're using Title 8. But but that's just, that's just noise, Alex. That's just static on your TV. It's an illegal immigration pipeline. It's a border invasion. We know who's facilitating it. We know who's running it. It's the most obvious scam I've ever seen in the world. And shame on all the people that are saying, "Yeah, we're going to turn the we're going to turn our head the other way because we're profiting off of this," which you know is a lot of Americans. Sadly, a lot of Americans in government, a lot of Americans in the private sector, and now you have Democrats suing. Of course, they're they're representing the illegal immigrants, though, Alex. But they're suing Republicans who are trying to pass legislation to make it illegal for hotels to be rented out for illegal immigrants, like in New York where they just kicked out veterans. They kicked out homeless veterans for illegal and immigrants. And people about to have weddings. So, so we're going to come back from break and talk about this. But Owen, here's the $60 trillion question. The $64 trillion question. We know whether we went there three years ago, it was basically shut down, or two years ago, wide open, last year, wide open. Where do they all go once they're not in hotels? It's the same program in Europe. Bring them in, put them in hotels. Where do they go? Where do the children go? Where random people hand babies off at the airport to random NGOs. I mean, the level of this is just mind-blowing. Where do they go, Owen? That's really the big question. Where do they go? Well, we do have a bit of an idea of this now. Um, There's a process that gets them deep into the United States, a lot of times they literally will just get dropped off at a burger joint, a gas station, uh, and just get a bus ticket. If they have family here, they'll try to stay with family. If they can find a friend here, they'll try to stay with a friend. Uh, you know there's different types of groups that are probably helping but them. where do the one-year-old babies that you shot and I shot and our crew shot where the same woman all day comes in every hour on a flight and goes and hands a baby over, no paper- paperwork to an NGO? Where does the six-month-year-old, two-year-old baby go? Well, you know, maybe uh, Alejandro Mayorkas should answer that question, Alex. Maybe he should be doing a press conference down at that gate where we just were and all the other media was as no, well. No, no, no. Instead, he said the border is controlled. He said the border is fine. And and they gaslit us down there, Alex. They, they like to play this whack-a-mole game with us where they say, oh, there's going to be a press conference over at gate 42. And, oh, never mind. There's going to be a press conference at gate 40. And then, well, actually, there's not a press conference, but there might be a Border Patrol agent coming through here. So they, they play all these games. They got caught, Alex. We caught them in the dead of night. So Absolutely. Let's talk about that when you come back because, Owen, you guys knocked it out of the park. Great job, crew. We'll be right back. What Stay with if us. you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. 
Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Your voice counts. When you share information, be it over the Internet or in person, it changes the world. The globalists know their agenda is unpopular. They know you're angry. And now to get around big tech, it's more important than ever that we use every tool we've got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you sign up for our free news and show alerts, you can then take those alerts, those articles, and those live feeds, both the regular shows, the special reports, and share them with everyone you know. Take action now by texting the word NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 833-470-0438. That's 833-470-0438 for InfoWars emergency news alerts. Or text the word SHOW to 833-470-0438 and receive live show notifications. Take action now, create the chain reaction, and tell others to share those texts. Get news alerts at 833-470-0438. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. All right, so... Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show, hosting live, receiving from Crowder's Texas undisclosed location. Owen Troyer riding shotgun with a special guest, border expert. Next segment. Owen, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that Biden for two and a half years is the number one threat to white supremacist, despite the fact none of the evidence showing that. And now if we don't like open borders, we're white supremacist. I'm really concerned about a false flag. Before I get your take on that, let's go ahead and uh, roll this clip of uh, Biden and his little uh, university outfit at a black university spouting his garbage Saturday. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. So stand up against the poison of white supremacy as well, I did Owen, my inaugural address. To us. They are basically framing the whole thing around this. What do you expect to happen next? And what else did you witness the border? Because you guys probably filed 60 videos. I've watched almost all of them. Some videos have 10,000 views. Some have a half million views just on our own site, man.video. But millions of views out there. Great job exposing it. But the question is, why weren't there more people exposing it? Why wasn't mainstream media able to show this? Well, they obviously didn't want to. Well, I mean, I don't know where you want me to start. Uh, Biden doing the typical dog whistle there at the HBCU. It's really just insulting to black people. It's it's kind of ridiculous that they'd be cheering that on, that, that obvious fake pandering. This is a guy who's actually had connections to members of the KKK. It's well known he eulogized Robert Byrd. So for him to be doing that, it's just uh, it's just offensive, actually, uh, to black people. But he gets away with it, I guess, because that audience is sadly so uninformed. Uh, I, I mean, as far as what we saw at the border, I mean, there's still actually Rob Dew, I know, is working on uh, editing some other reports right now. So we still have more content and more footage. 
But Alex, this is something I'm starting to notice. This happens uh, at the Texas Capitol a couple weeks ago when I was down there confronting the trans kids, protesters or, or ralliers, however many deranged people in my eyes. And then it happened again at the border where all I'm doing is, is clearly standing up for what's right. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows that's an illegal immigrant invasion going on. Everybody knows the government is running it and UNICEF and everybody. It's, it's, it's clearly an attack on our country. Just like these trans kids activists, are, this is clearly an attack on children. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to suggest that a minor uh, should be able to consent to that type of body-altering surgery. It's just absolutely ludicrous that all, all this is going on. And so whether I'm at the Capitol calling it out or I'm at the southern border calling it out, I'm starting to notice the same thing. It's people that are there observing me, and they're, and they're cheering it on, and they're pumping their fists, and they're clapping their hands, and they're like, yeah, go get them. Because it's like, oh, we can, oh, somebody's standing up to the bullies. Somebody's standing up to the deranged lunatics. Somebody's finally standing up to these people. Thank God. And it's an odd thing because it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, I got the cameras on me, and that's part of my thing. But, you know, you can do this too, right? It's not just an Owen Schroyer thing. It's not like I'm, Le- I'm some freak athlete, LeBron James, that can be great at NBA basketball because I'm a freak athlete. I- I- I'm an American just like everybody else. Anybody can do this. And so it's this weird thing. And it's thing. not like the border is Mars. It's not like the border is Mars and nobody can go there. Everybody can go down there that has a Twitter or Facebook or Instagram account or a Rumble account and can show this. I mean, and we don't have the money to keep stay down there all the time. We need other people to decide to go down and see this for yourself, folks. You've got to see it because this affects everybody right now. And if you don't want to go down there and film it, you can go down there and talk to them and be like, hey, you know you're facilitating a border invasion here, right? You know this is an economic bomb set to go off on this country. You know this is a cultural voting black demographic bomb that the Democrats are about to release into this country. And by the way, getting back to that that Biden speech, you know, Mayorkas also said that the biggest threat to this country was white supremacy as he opens the borders to terrorists and rapists and uh, drug dealers and human traffickers and everything else. So what happens, Alex, with all of these phones that these illegal immigrants are given that have government apps on them and, and, and just get the normal push notifications, and now all of a sudden they're getting on their phone. Oh, President Biden says white supremacy is a big problem. Oh, Alejandro Mayorkas says white supremacy is a big problem, and these are the good Democrats that brought me here and gave me all this free stuff. And boy, now they've got the boogeyman, the straw man out there that— nasty Republican white supremacist that hates their guts so much, and they just get that propaganda pushed right to their phone. I, I can't believe, I can't believe that they are, uh, th- they're going to get away with this, but they are. People buy into it, Alex. You saw some of the leftists that were out there at the border trying to have debates with me. They're into it. They're totally into it. They're into collapsing the country. They're into collapsing the border. They're self-hating white people. They're, they're white liberals that hate their own skin color. And, and they tell you, if you're any other skin color but white, then you should love yourself and everything that you do is great. But white people are the bad ones. So, but meanwhile, all the people that are non-white want to come into our country and get all our free stuff because we have so much access and excess. So try to make it make sense, Alex. No, it's an attack on the country. There's no other way to put it. Title 42, Title 8, Title 69, Title 420, it doesn't matter. It's an attack against the country. The illegal immigration pipeline has not stopped. Even if deportations or apprehensions at the border go up or go down, the numbers are still ludicrous. We're talking 6 million since Biden has gotten in office. We're talking at least 40 million probably in the country illegally. So... When are we going to properly address this? I don't know, but the IRS is coming for you, Alex. 
Yeah, the IRS is going to hire 87,000 agents and they're going to find that American taxpayer that works at a bar off tips, works as a, a waitress off tips and, and have, uses their Venmo to get paid. They're going to find you and they're going to ring you through until they can get all that cash and all that cut so they can give it to the illegal immigrants to the southern border. Or maybe they'll give it to Zelensky in Ukraine, Alex. Maybe that'll be the one we should give it to. Well, that's exactly what's going on. Big picture. What do you think of Elon Musk and this uh, WEF global coordinator he just hired? Well, on the surface, it looks bad, obviously. I guess I'm willing to give her some time to give her a chance to see how it actually ends up. But uh, sadly, I think this is exactly what I had uh, did a segment about a month ago, how a lot of people are feeling really good about themselves and really uppity right now because they got their Twitter accounts back. And I was saying, hey, hold on now. Internet activism is fine. Being on the internet and telling the truth is a good thing, but let's not think just because you've got your Twitter account temporarily back that that doesn't mean we have to stop real-world, peaceful, political First Amendment activism, and that doesn't mean that you're going to have that Twitter account tomorrow. And so I think some people are starting to realize, hmm, maybe there is cause for some concern there. I'm willing to give this lady a chance. I think we should. That's fair enough. I I like what Elon Musk has done, but... I think there's obvious cause for concern being the World Economic Forum connections uh, that this lady has. No, I totally agree with you. Meanwhile, we have the giant crime wave with all these major store chains from Walgreens to CVS to Walmart uh, to Whole Foods to Target shutting down. You're going to be hosting third hour. I'm going to get the car and drive back from Dallas uh, to Austin. I'll be back in studio tomorrow, Lord willing, 11 a.m. right after Harrison Smith and American Journal weekday mornings. 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., but you're going to be hosting the third hour today. What are you going to be covering then, Owen? Well, we're going to be taking calls from the audience on all the issues that you covered, and we'll ask them, do they trust Elon Musk to keep Twitter a free speech platform? Because it's more imperative than we even realize, Alex. And it's not even about the selfish thing about whether we're on there or not. You know, Twitter has, the information that's come out on Twitter has changed history. And if they can control that information, then they can control history, Alex. That's right. I'll give the number out before I end this hour. So you're ready so to go. So many people say hour. to me, Alex, please stop being so negative. Well, for me, admitting I've gotten a rotten tooth and going in a root canal is not negative. It hurts. It stinks. It's got pus coming out of it. I go to the doctor. They fix it. That's not negative. I'm not living in denial. And so think of globalism as being hidden as an infection that we didn't feel yet. But now it's come to the surface. That's actually a positive thing. And so, yeah, Trump did overall a great job. They stole the election. We can't get down about that. We have forced them out in the open. So now they're trying to suppress us because they know they've been exposed. They're scared. That's why instead of saying, oh, we're a bunch of losers, look what happened. No, we're a bunch of winners. They're trying to suppress us. Let our light of truth shine and tell everybody what's happening. Your own website, your own show, my show, other articles, other videos. Just keep sharing however you can and realize we're in an information war. We're going to win this together. And the fight starts at InfoWars.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar. All right, we have the editor, Peter Brimlow of VDare.com. 
He's been a major journalist and commentator and writer at Market Watch, Forbes, Fortune Magazine, Barron's Financial Post. It goes on and on. He heads up VDAIR. He's been exposing the design collapse of our border. And now we are at complete failure of our border. So to give us the 35,000-foot historical view of what's happening and what he thinks is coming next is our special guest. So, Mr. Brimlow, thank you for coming on with us. You go anywhere you want. So you're an expert on this. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, it is a great honor. Thank you very much. I, uh, I mean, what's happening is the government has decided to dissolve the people and elect a new one. It doesn't like the, it doesn't like the Americans it has, so it's going to import a whole bunch of new voters on a huge scale. I think there's something like somewhere it's hard to tell, but somewhere between up to five million illegals have been released into the U.S. since since uh, since Biden took over. A million and a half of them have just crossed without any contact with the government at all, because uh, they know that if they were if they were caught, they would they'd prove to be. Uh, terrorists or, or convicted uh, felons or something like that. So the borders collapsed, basically. And it's something that the, well, that the, the Democrats want. They, they want. they want to elect a new people here. Well, you've worked in the corporate media at the highest levels. What got you into VDAIR and, and, and foreseeing what was coming? And, and, and what's the time frame? What's the globalist replacement migration model? Is there time to turn it back? How is this being received? I mean, it does seem like it's waking people up right now, but is it a dollar, a day late, a dollar short? No, there's a lot of stuff that could be done. I, I think the most critical thing that could be done right now is abolishing birthright citizenship because all of these people are going to come in, are coming in now. Uh, if they have kids here, those kids are American citizens. As a practical matter, uh, they can't be deported. So so that should be done immediately. It would be, And then, of course, they should do, uh, you know, massive deportations. There's a huge, huge deportation. And, campaign in, in the early 50s when there was an illegal immigration crisis. Uh, it, it wasn't nowhere near as bad as this, but it was very substantial. And about a million and a half illegals left in the 1950s. They only had to deport about 100,000 of them. Uh, the others got the message and left, and that would happen again. But the problem is the Democrats don't want it to happen. And what We've got to end anchor babies, end anchor babies, and then re-implement right. President Eisenhower's policies. Right, that's right. The, the anchor babies thing is just an accident. It should never have happened. And it's been abolished in most common law jurisdictions for exactly this reason. Of course, it will mean that there'll be a population in the country that can't vote, that's not, they're not citizens and can't vote. But that's just too bad. This is the way we, we resolve it. This has got to be solved. And I asked you the other question, actually. I got interested in this. Obviously, I'm an immigrant myself, although more than 40 years ago. And I'm doing a, a, uh, I guess I'm doing a, a dirty job that Americans won't do. I was with National Review in the early 90s, uh, and when I was with Forbes also, and I, I wrote a, a cover story uh, saying a time to uh, rethink immigration, which became a book that was published in 95, Alien Nation, which did, which did you know, very well. And there was a flurry of interest in it. And then, uh, you know, the establishment cracked down and Bill Buckley fired all, all the immigration reformers from National Review. And uh, we had to go, to go to the Internet. And it took nearly another 20 years to get the debate going again. There are a lot of no, people out there. You're, a, you're a leading expert on this. Let me ask you this. What's the timetable? How long until we lose the country? Uh, how, I mean, how bad is it? I mean, give us your real prognosis on what's going to happen if this continues. Term. Put in very blunt terms, uh, uh, 
whites will cease to be majority in America uh, somewhere around about 2050. Now, that doesn't mean there'll be a majority, the cease being a majority of the electorate. That'll take maybe another 20 years. But somewhere in here, uh, you know, if, if we want America to remain American, we've got to get control of the situation. And that means an immigration moratorium. It means mass deportation. It probably means retroactive birth rights citizenship reform. All the people who came in in the last three or four years uh, should not be allowed to become American citizens, and their children should be allowed to become American citizens. But it can be done. You know, people forget there's emigration as well as immigration. There are several places in the world where you see uh, um, uh, um, alien populations diminish for various reasons. Uh, 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 the, one, for example, is Quebec. I mean, the, the number of Anglophones, English speakers in Quebec, has collapsed collapsed since the uh, since the nationalist government got control of the province. Uh, it, it, people can just be encouraged to leave. It's not as it's not as well, that's right. So in, in Quebec, in Quebec, they have a francophile pro-French policy that in, in push out anybody that spoke English, whether you're for that policy or not, it shows the incredible power of government policy. And again, we could say if we brought in all these new people and taught them about freedom, they'd be fine, but they're being taught to be leftist. They're being taught by the left to hate white people. And, 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 and we see the left literally pushing racial politics. So you can't bring in a bunch of people that are anti-white or going to be anti-white. We're not the ones making it racial. The left is making it racial because they can see the world's majority brown. If they can bring in all these people and make it racial, they win. This is completely different to what happened during the last great wave of immigration, you know, 1880 to 1920. There were really powerful assimilative mechanisms there. And people, for example, kids weren't allowed to speak uh, a foreign language in the, in the, in the classrooms and that, and that kind of thing. Now, of course, they're encouraged to speak foreign language in the classroom and encouraged to be taught in, in foreign languages because the, the people who run the country don't like it and they want to transform it. The other weird thing that's happening... Well, you just you know, said is, it. This, this, if we want people to assimilate in melting pot, we could do it, but they're bringing in foreign populations to what, create balkanization? Oh, yes. I mean, the, 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 the Democrats have, have everything on identity politics. They think if they have, uh, you know, various faction, ethnic factions and so on, they're easily manipulated. And they're also easily incited against the, the base of the host American population, uh, which is why we see uh, Joe Biden giving this speech at Howard University on the weekend saying that the major problem is, uh, is white supremacy. You know, that's the major problem in the country. Of course, the major problem in this country has this black crime. But he's not, but he's, he doesn't want to say that. He wants to, he wants to rile up his own, uh, his own base. The next thing we're going to be, uh, you know, reparations for Hispanics or something like that because, because of Cortez. They, they, they're full of all kinds of ingenious ideas to buy people off. Well, I was about to say, it's, it's, it's literally about control. Like you said, it, uh, it's the broken coalition strategy. We've got a bunch of isolated groups fighting with each other, and then this ruling class rules over us. We have, a, our writer Steve Sale calls it the coalition of the fringes. They have a whole bunch of sort of, sort of uh, not, not typical Americans that are in alliance with each other who actually don't like each other very much. I mean, if you look at the, the reports from California, Hispanics and blacks are constantly fighting each other. But the, the Democrats don't want to know about that. So what they do is they incite them against whites, and that's what Biden is doing. He's, he's telling people that white Americans are evil, and, and they need to be. They need to be replaced. They need to be outvoted. So, what is the what is the policy? What is the idea, Peter, to to end this, to stop this? I mean, what do we need to do? 
Well, you know, right off. First of all, a boy is politically correct. Why, why can't we talk about this frankly? Uh, because we can't in the mainstream media, which is why you and I are talking here now. Uh, uh, but what, in the short run, what we need is uh, one immigration moratorium, two massive uh, de deportation, uh, three birthright citizenship reform, four, I think, the abolition of a lot of these uh, this DEI stuff, this, this diversity, equity, inclusion, which is basically a way of subsidizing uh, the, these uh, non-white, non non-traditional groups through, through public policy. Uh, that's necessary because you know if they weren't subsidised, they, they they would go away. They'd be more inclined to go away. Isn't it a gamble by the big corporations and the left to make politics racial? I mean, it seems like a very dangerous gambit, but I guess it's an easy way to control people. It's simply extraordinary to me that they're doing this. The big corporations are doing this because it's obviously going to strengthen the hand of the left. Now, to a large extent, a lot of these corporations obviously think they can do deals with with left-wing governments and that really what they do but they really are oligopolis and they have alliances with the with the government and and uh, they don't have to face market forces and so on so that they, they think they can do a deal with this but on the other hand it is going to cause instability that's what really brought well, let's talk about that we got to go to break peter brimlow vdare.com vdare.com we'll come back and talk about ladies and gentlemen the truth the solution is laying right there in front of you hidden in plain view Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated tri-iodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And Peter Brimlow is our guest. He's the editor at vdare.com. He's a well-known author and journalist. In the 10 minutes we have left here, get back to what you were saying. Like, what are the corporations thinking trying to export the third world here and then, then not integrate them? 
because if they tried hard, we probably could integrate these people, but they're doing the opposite for cultural warfare. Why are they doing that? You got interrupted by the break. Please go back and elaborate on that. Well, you know, obviously the most, the most, the clearest motive is just an absolute blind addiction to cheap labor. Because it's not really cheap because what happens is these people come in and they, 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 go, they use the emergency rooms and the children are educated to public expense and all that kind of thing. So what these corporations are able to do really is to privatize the pockets and so, socialize the costs. And they think that's a very good thing. But, you know, this is, this is what happened in the, in the 1900s when, the immigration, when the immigration was cut off for the first great wave is eventually there started to be social chaos. There were anarchists and so on blowing people up and all that kind of thing. And that really frightened business. But somewhere about the 1920s, they decided to cut, cut immigration off. And it was cut off for, for more than 40 years completely. And, uh, and I think there's quite a lack that's going to, that's going to happen again. At some point, uh, they, they're, going to get, they're going to get frightened by the chaos that this is bringing. And again, for those that say we can't close the border, all the evidence shows Trump got it shut down 90 plus percent. It was Biden saying surge the border. It was Obama saying surge the border. They precipitated this. Sure, they, they invited it. They wanted it to happen. Uh, and, you know, the, the, one of the points about assimilation that you've got to remember is it really is a function of numbers. The great pause that we had in the middle of the 20th century actually allowed assimilation to take place because the, the ethnic enclave were being constantly reinforced. Numbers are just too large here. It's going to take a long, long time to digest uh, the, the, uh, the wave that's coming, not just illegal, but also legal, since the borders were opened up in, the, in, in 1965. So it will take 50 years to, 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 to assimilate this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the other point, another point I've got to remember is about the corn flow, is that you know, we didn't have a welfare state in, in 1900. So if people failed in the workforce, they would just go back home. And they did in enormous numbers. And something like two-thirds of all Italian immigrants ultimately went back to Italy in, in, the, in the early 1900s. That doesn't happen now. If you fail in the workforce, you can stay here on, on, on welfare and various other forms of, uh, of grants. So the di- whole dynamic of uh, immigration, it's, it's self-correcting aspects that used to exist, no longer exist. And it's something that's got to be addressed. Well, that's right. You can't have an open border with a welfare state, plus people getting here being brainwashed in leftist ideology. I noticed the NGOs that are now in control of border policy were the same ones that ran the invasion of Europe, and it's the exact same policy. I've seen numbers of 85 to 90 percent of people a decade later from the Middle East and other areas brought into Europe by the very same NGOs still don't have jobs or still on welfare. What do giant permanent ghettos giant permanent no-go zones do, these huge no-go zones do, what, what does that do for the establishment? In the NGOs, of course, are enormously self-interested in this. I mean, all these all these so-called religious charities actually get paid to bring these people in and dump them on the local welfare, welfare system. Uh, and the, the, these guys who run these things earn enormous amounts of money. Uh, so so it's, it's fundamentally a corrupt motive. But it's not just corruption. I mean, these people absolutely, absolutely dislike having uh, uh, white America. They think that they're safer for various ethnic reasons if they can build up, uh, if they can build a, a more diverse America, and, and they can manipulate all the different factions and play them up against each other. And that, that's, of course, what they're doing. By, by the way, I have the clips of leftists, like the head of the vaccine program in Texas, saying she's a white lady. White people are inherently bad. We've got to get rid of them. They don't do what we say. So I think there is a idea that the rebellions of England the last 400 years in Scotland and Ireland, I mean, if you really look at the Civil War and and, and what happened there, I mean, it was a bunch of people from 
what's the UK today that did want to be told what to do. And I think they do see particularly that European stock as having a seed of rebellion in it that they don't want. The globalists have captured the third world. So they're really fundamentally attacking that. I mean, it really is true. Yeah, and when this, we're moving towards a Latin Americanization of the U.S., where you have very wealthy people, a, lot of, a small number of very wealthy people, and a, a, a very large number of, of very poor people. And it's actually surprising when you look at Latin America how how they defer the, the, the you know the, the masses defer to the elite. Even when you look at the advertisements, you see that uh, the, the advertisements uh, you know are all white models, which you never see in the U.S. anymore. Uh, the, for some reason, they're able to keep their uh, their uh, uh, population under under tighter control than than than, than uh, happens here, uh, and and uh, maybe that's what they're trying to bring in. So the time we have left, what are solutions? I mean, I, I mean I've been following VDR for decades, but but you guys have been ahead of the curve. But what are the solutions to this? You know, but basically, it needs a good election. Uh, th- these things can be turned around. You know, that's why the 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 left. And it's so ter- was so terrified by Trump that when he were, he was elected in 2016, the Republicans controlled the House and the Senate and the executive branch. So they could have done all this. They could have had a moratorium. They could have, they could have uh, uh, had a moratorium for 50 years. Uh, they could have passed birth rights system reform and all that kind of thing. They just didn't do it because the, the people who run the Republican Party, uh, you know, read the Wall Street Journal editorial page and uh, uh, basically boneheaded corporatists. Uh, but the left knows it could be done. That's why they're so terrified. Well, I totally agree with you. Um, what do you think they're going to do with Trump this election cycle? They're trying to they they haven't done him. They're trying to trying to put him in jail, but he's like thirty points ahead of jail. the Republican. They absolutely intend to put him in jail. That's not simply because they think it's the only way they can keep him off, out of politics. It's because they're very emotional people and they loathe and hate him. <laughs> he's really upset them. So, what you can say about Trump? He has all the right enemies. Uh, no, I don't think that will work. I think I think he stands an excellent chance of being elected. I don't, you know, I, I, uh, DeSantis has said some good stuff about immigration, but he doesn't say it very loud. In some ways, he's actually better than Trump on legal immigration, but he doesn't say it very loudly. And I think his donors, will, I, I've come to the conclusion that his donors won't let him say it, which means that he'll lose, of course. Well, I've asked a lot of questions here, and I've got more questions, Peter Bremlow from Vitor.com. But any other points you'd like to make in the last few minutes we have left? Well, I, I urge everybody to go to vdare.com, and we have a, lot, a wide range of, uh, of articles there. We look, we look at how the, this, we calculate what the impact on wage rates is of this immigration inflow. And we also do a lot of stuff on uh, white and black crime, which doesn't get reported. Essentially, what we do is we report stuff. I have a rule of thumb. If something I, I was involved with National Review for a long time. If it's something that they would not publish, we will publish it. You know, we're, we're, we're professional anti-political correctness. Aside, was National Review always CIA controlled, or what do you think William F. Buckley was really up to? You know, I thought about that a lot, Alex, because he was in the CIA, and and the kind of thing that the CIA did was was they did they did sponsor uh, magazines like Encounter and so on, which were sort of moderate right wing magazines. So uh, I don't know that it was ever that that Buckley was ever any good. But they they were useful. You know, the, the American Conservative Movement's great achievement was winning the Cold War. Um, but after they won the Cold War, it just went to pieces. 
And I, I, my own view is because they, they would not identify as a nationalist patriot movement. And above all, they wouldn't get involved in the immigration issue. I mean, I tried. I tried to do it, but, uh, but Bucky didn't want to listen. And uh, although he was initially in favour of it, I think his donors and his, his Republican friends told him that, that they want cheap labour and that they don't want to raise this issue. Well, this is the big issue. The, the UN is using replacement migration as a weapon. And the ADL says, if you talk about it, you should go to jail when it's a real UN policy and it's happening now. And they're exploiting the people they're bringing in. They're exploiting us. They're creating division to have a balkanized divide and conquer strategy. Peter Brimlow, Peter. Sorry, go ahead. You see it in every Western country. And what's happened to Ireland is simply staggering. And there they're passing law to make it illegal to criticize it. They don't have a First Amendment. It's, That's uh, right. It's an actual it's playbook of leftist governments to capture their countries to bring in permanent underclasses they control. Peter Brimlow, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much, Alex. All right. I'm going to get in the car and drive back from Dallas to Austin. I'll be at the office later working until late tonight. I'll be back at 11 a.m. Central with the regular show. Owen Schroyer knocked it out of the park. The crew did a A-plus Grand Slam job at the border. They got a bunch of clips haven't aired yet, a bunch of exclusive stuff coming up next hour. He's got a ton of news. And then... Uh, who is doing the fourth hour? The great Gerald Salente, and then only comes back at uh, 3 o'clock. Hell, I may make it back uh, in time to do the last hour with Owen today of the War Room, 3 to 6 p.m. There's a lot I didn't get to today. We covered a ton of it on Stephen Crowder's show that I was hosting while Stephen's out taking care of business, uh, but it is getting crazy. Tomorrow is going to be completely jam-packed as well. Please remember, we're not funded by the big banks. We're funded by you. I thank you for your prayer, your word of mouth, and your financial support. We have products you really need, X3, Turbo Force, Ultimate Krill Oil. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get a book and a film, and I thank you for doing that. We're very close to turning the tide here for sanity, but it's going to take more focused energy to do it, and you are the answer. You are the Paul Revere's black, white, old, young, doesn't matter. If you love liberty and freedom and love God, we're on the same team. Infowarstore.com. Please go there now. Owen Schroyer takes over in hour number three. Stay with us. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3's been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless... Re-